1: Okay, it's Sunday, June 7th, Praying the Promises of God. Now last week we kind of wrapped up uh, a section on binding and loosing. That whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And we talked about Matthew 16, verse 19, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Now the keys unlock the treasure the storehouse in heaven. And heaven is the original it's the primary it's the first earth is the copy of heaven. There's a spiritual realm and a physical realm. The spiritual realm trumps the physical using the keys. And we have to remind ourselves that when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray on earth as it is in heaven. So when you bind something, you're declaring something to be improper and unlawful. So as it is in heaven, so it is here on earth. If we lose something, it's loosed in heaven, and it's loosed here on earth. It's proper, it's lawful. So we declare a thing based on God's word. And that word includes prosperity, good success, and the blessed life. Prosperity includes all areas of life, not not just finances. Our decrees and declarations have substance, expectation, and faith in them. And I did a reading uh, from Gloria Copeland from her daily devotional of Limitless Love. And on day 313 uh, it's entitled It is Written. So I just want to read a paragraph from there. It's based on Romans 8 verses 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, this kind of relates a little bit about dealing with our problems. Some people believe that God loves them and wants to protect them, but they let the threats of the devil shake their confidence. They quake in their boots when he speaks to them through thoughts and circumstances and says, I'm going to ruin you financially. I'm going to steal your children. I'm going to kill you. They let the devil sell them the idea that he's big enough and strong enough to separate them from the love of God. But the Bible tells us clearly that the devil can't do that. All he can do is come like a salesman and make his pitch to see if we'll buy it. If we do buy it, he can steal the blessing. If we don't, he can't do a thing. He doesn't have the authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus and you've been given his name. That means the devil has no right to ride roughshod over you. He has to get your permission either by pressuring you or deceiving you. Don't give it to him. Do what 1 Peter 5 verse 9 says to do instead. Resist him steadfast in the faith. And that's standing on the faith. Now, uh, I finished up last week with my own comment. Do not listen to false prophets nor to naysayers who are not in Christ or to those who are not knowledgeable of the word. Do not listen to man's ideas or to false religiosity and doctrines that don't line up with scripture. Be a stickler for the word. You must know the difference between truth and error, between what God declares and what the world says. Do not listen to discord, criticism, the sayings, or so-called wisdom or knowledge of the world. Make sure that God's word is in your heart and soul, is greater than man's tradition. Surround yourself with other believers and effective prayer warriors to stand in agreement and intercession to get your prayers answered within God's will. And that's what we were doing when we were praying today. We were all standing in agreement as a corporate entity, praying God's promises, making declarations, and standing on his word to get answers to our needs and our troubles. Now, James 5, 16, Amplified. I'd like to have someone with the Amplified read this. has the amplified. Would you like to read that yep. then? James, James five verse sixteen. James five here, verse. So we're good, we've been building a real strong, really strong foundation on the promises. What God's authority is, His strength, His power, uh, His ability 16. to create, and recreate. We've gone through uh, verses declaring the authority of the word that it's the word is God and. God inspired and we've built up a foundation on storing the word in our hearts and knowing how to take the scriptures and personalize them to meet our needs but being true to his word when we do that and uh, we've learned how effective it can be using the blood of Jesus and the power and authority in his name now once we've done all this we've stored up the word and we've been all these promises sometimes we don't get an immediate answer so we have to learn how to stand so let's do
2: that okay 516 right confess to one another therefore your faults your slips your false steps your offenses your sins and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart, the earnest, heartfelt continued prayer of a religious man makes tre- tremendous power
1: available, d- dynamic in its work, in its working. Okay, so what I wanted to um, underline here is the continued prayer, earnest heartfelt, continued prayer. And and, um, it's of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. And I think in the NIV it says um, uh, let me me just turn to it so I get the words specifically.
0: It's in the American Standard. It just says uh, pray. Singular.
3: Just pray.
0: Just pray. Yes. Singular version. So, but prayer puts a whole different continual prayer, continual prayer. 5, that's why 16. the amplified is a little bit better interpretation.
1: Yeah, that's why I want the amplified. But a lot of people have learned uh, the NIV verse five sixteen. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So you know we've often heard that phrase: "The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective." Yes, it is. But what what the amplified verse brings out is that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. It's the earnest, heartfelt, the prayer that comes out of the heart and the spirit man, the continued prayer makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working so the amplified, sometimes when you read a couple different versions you get a whole lot more understanding and a lot more meat out of it and it's not just saying a prayer sometimes a prayer said one time works right away but there are some situations where it takes more than just praying at one time and we're going to be talking about about that and it takes a little bit of discernment to know when you pray it once and just stand on it and make a declaration and then there are situations where it's a lot more involved and you just have to pray continuously sometimes you have to pray for years uh, to get some answers because it, there's other people and they're free well involved in the situation and God has to line things up and work on these people that they make better choices and line up with what needs to be done to bring the answer to the need
3: or the answer to our understanding, Yes, that's the other thing Mm -hmm. we can pray but sometimes the answers are there and then we didn't understand the answer or didn't recognize the answer
1: let's go to Matthew 7 verse 7 and this is this is a verse that's going to help us uh, open up that part of the discussion today And Ryan, could you read that?
0: Yeah.
2: Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you.
1: Okay. And that's out of... That's NIV. The NIV. So that's pretty simple. Now, I wrote down here in the Amplified. Keep on asking, and it will be given you. Keep on seeking, and you will find keep on knocking reverently and the door will be open to you. So there's more involved in some prayers where you have to just keep on uh, being relentless and steadfast in praying over a certain situation. Uh, now this is my comment. So this is, this is what I, I believe about this kind of a situation and then I would welcome any of your comments and <coughs> your understanding. Make a habit of praying daily and praying consistently. Prayer is not a one-time event or something you do just in church. Don't depend just on prayer warriors to get your answers for you. You must mature in the faith and learn how to pray effectively for yourself and others. There is often a debate on whether to pray once and stand or whether you pray frequently over the same concern. (coughs) Both answers are right. Depending on the concern. Some prayers result in a quick answer. Some circumstances require that we pray it through until we get the answer or the result that we desire. Some answers require time to align the parties involved in the answer. Whatever the circumstance, we need to stand in full faith that the answer will come in the proper time. James 1 Verses 2 through 12 says that the man who perseveres is blessed and will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Pray with persistence and do not faint. We give up easily in the flesh, but are strong in the spirit. We must have heavenly determination in praying. The Holy Spirit will help us in praying. So let's go to that, James chapter 1 verse 2 through 12 and my t- the title to this passage in my bible says trials bring maturity <laughs> Yay. and um, okay we're going to have someone read that who wants to read that do you want to read that Tom
2: okay this is from the good news article. okay James one two to twelve, my brothers, consider yourselves fortunate when all kinds of trial come your way, for you know that when your faith succeeds in facing such trials, the result is the ability to endure. Make sure that your endurance carries you all the way without, all the way. Without a failing. So that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. But any of you, but if any of you lacks lacks wisdom, he should pray to God, who will give it to him, because God gives you generously and graciously to all. But when you pray, you must believe, and no doubt at all. Whoever doubts is like a wave in the sea that is driven and blown about the wind. A person like that, unable to make up his mind and undecided in all he does, must not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. The Christian who is is poor must be glad when God lifts him up, and the rich and the rich the rich a Christian must be glad when God brings him down for the rich will pass away like the flowers of a wild plant the sun rises the sun rises with its blazing heat and burns the plant its flowers fall off its beauty is destroyed in the same way the rich man will be destroyed while he goes about his business Happy is the person who remains faithful under trials because when he succeeds in passing such a test, he will receive his reward, the life which God has promised to those who love him.
1: Okay. Now in the NIV, uh, verse 3 says, Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance now um, in the King James that word develops means worketh so in the King James it says the testing of your faith worketh perseverance it's not really the testing that's actually developing you're using it you're employing perseverance to get you through and as you go through the trial you're you uh, faith muscles are strengthened you're building up your, your faith muscles by using the perseverance and the more you use it then the more it grows in you and it does it does at some point develop even stronger than previously now the perseverance must finish what it's doing as you're praying so that you may continue to grow in your faith and, and maturity and understanding. Um, if you lack wisdom, ask, just ask God for wisdom. I've, I do this a lot. I ask for His His knowledge, His understanding, His wisdom, His direction, His guidance, and you can you know just ask Him outright. Because God will give generously, and it will be given to you when you ask.
0: Do you ever hear the phrase that uh, so-and-so would try the patience of a saint? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that I'm getting out of this is sometimes you do have to have the patience of the saint with another person or with the problems that you're facing. Mm -hmm. In my notes, I just wrote down, pray with persistence, heavenly endurance, wisdom, no doubt, with perseverance. And so I think that um, think problems that come at us that try the patience of a saint—you you still have to keep, you have to keep the faith. You know?
1: Yeah. In our flesh, we don't always know what to do. Sometimes the the crisis is so terrible that you just feel overwhelmed. That's the devil trying to come in. And the, there's a verse when the when the devil comes in like a flood. Well, no. When the devil comes in, like a flood, God's grace, mercy, and blessings will overcome that. Like a flood, God's grace will come down on you. God's mercy will come down on you. And you have to stand on his word and have faith, not fear. It's a dichotomy. The Bible is full of dichotomies. Faith versus fear. And we need to have faith in God trust and reliance on God and not have the fear not have focus on self not have focus on the circumstances the other people, the problems are there but just give it to God and stand on his promises for the blessed life knowing that he will bring you through this and give you the wisdom and understanding of what you need to do and just keep praying
3: The other part of the message was also that um, we can't, the circumstances will come, they're not given by God. Right. Our circumstances are because we live in a fallen world. So when we can't say, well, God, thank you for your circumstance, you know, this trial that I have to go through, we really need to say thank you for the trial that I know that you're going to get me through to the other side. Right. We can't focus on the trial so much as we have to focus on the other side of the trial. You know, I always think that we pray because of the circumstance and make it go away. I think you need to say, God, get me through this. Mm-hmm. That I know that I have a better, you know, outlook to it. That I can be getting through this with your strength. And I'm on the other side of it right now, you know. Because it's already a done deal yeah. to him. He's already taken care of it. We kind of keep dwelling and bringing it up and mulling it over and making him. Maybe it's, it's a big deal, yes, but we just keep focusing on the, that situation rather than the situation that God has already taken care of it and we have, it's done. We just have to say, yeah, there's going to be blessings somewhere on the other side and get me through this right now this crap this world gives us <laughs> we talk about me. meditation me. <laughs> yeah, we talk about meditation
1: The meditation needs to be focused on the word yes. not on the circumstance yes. <clears throat> and not on the other and like you said it's not an act of God no <laughs> we live in a fallen world the world's falling apart physically and spiritually a lot of it's beyond our control yes. all we can do is line up with what God says and just focus on that a lot of circumstances come from our own poor decisions Yes. a lot of the crap that hits us is because other people made poor decisions yes. poor choices yes. and some things are from government doing things that affect us adversely or the economy affects there's always a lot of things out there that affect us badly it's not from God No. it's the way of the world
3: yes Exactly.
1: And as Christians, we just need to remember that we are God's children. We live in His kingdom. We follow His spiritual laws. Yes. And we open up our hands to receive the blessings and the grace and mercy that He gives us. And we have to let that flow through us to others who are unfortunate.
3: Right. And, uh... Well, if you read there, just go on and read verse... 13 it says let no one say when he is tempted i am tempted from god for god is incapable mm-hmm. of, be of being tempted uh it's the evil and he himself tempts no one so you need to know that you know god's not in that mix he's in the mix only because he's there for you but he's not in the mix of the circumstances that you're the situation of you know what you're tempted about or having a crisis over it. Yeah, and
1: going back to what I said earlier about not listening to the world yes. false prophets naysayers, you know religiosity, people that give comments that don't line up mm-hmm. properly with the word. Verse 16 says don't be deceived my dear brothers. Yep. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. So we have to set our faces like stone to the world and focus up to God. Put our, look up, look up to God and know that what he has decreed in heaven is here decreed on earth. And we can, we can use the name of Jesus and plead his blood to make what abounds in heaven abound here, right here and now on earth. And we can rebuke and we can uh, bind. So uh, we have authority over the devil. We just have to learn how to use our authority and use it properly. Okay, let's go to any other comments, questions? Anybody have a different version they want to read? Let's go to Revelation 12, verses 10 and 11.
3: Then I heard a strong, loud voice in heaven saying, Now it has come, the salvation and the power and the kingdom, the dominion, the reign of our God, and the power, the sovereignty, the authority of his Christ, the Messiah. For the accuser of our brethren, he who keeps bringing before our God charges against them day and night, has been cast out. And they have overcome, conquered him by means of the blood of the Lamb, and by the utterance of their testimony, for they did not love and cling to life even when faced with death, holding their lives cheap till they had to die for their witnessing. Yuck. So we know die how this, we know how the story ends. The yeah.
1: power in the kingdom of God and the authority of his Son Jesus Christ will have the ultimate victory in Satan, who's the accuser we'll be hurled down. So we win in the end. And we can win right here on earth. If when we have to learn when we learn how to stand on the promises and not allow the devil to steal our
3: faith from us or steal our strength from us. That's a good you know, the other thing I just thought that the victory we have is life you know, our life eternal. So our victory might not happen well you know right now in these circumstances if we pray for whatever our circumstances are our victory is going to be in heaven you know our victory is going to be living eternally with god i think that's what we have to hold fast to you know the that's
1: answer- what the martyrs held fast yes. to people who were martyred that was not
3: a pleasant ending no but they no. knew that they would have everlasting life right with so god that's our victory so we have to hold fast to the situations of this world are Fleeting to say the least, but even though they feel monumental right now to us, our victory is won and we are already victorious. So, whether the prayers, you know, get answered right immediately or when we see the prayers answered when we're with our Father, why that's got to be what we have to, you know, hold on to. That's why we
1: must all be evangelists.
3: Absolutely,
1: we have to see our loved ones brought into the fold to be born again and have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life and have the ultimate victory of everlasting life in Christ. Yes. And so, whatever happens here, which is just a blip on the time continuum, that's right. This is is just a a blip. The long-term plan here is everlasting life with God, okay. and so that's why I think, especially as we get older and we start to see this, and we experience more and more of the trials and troubles of life, and we get into the deeper and deeper into the world, we start to really understand how important it is to get everyone born again. Well. And
3: to at least acknowledge the fact that there is something better than this yes. world I mean it's not my responsibility to get you born again it's my responsibility well, to show that spread their I, gospel yeah that's better
1: <laughs> Christ is the one that gets them born again yes, right. he, he, he woos them in but and calls them in but yeah. we, we need to get the word out there and, and we need to be a, a living testimony to those around us yes and uh, And not be
3: ashamed of the gospel. Not be afraid to talk about it. I find that I watch the news and get so upset. I just watch it. and We hardly watch it at all anymore. And I realize that I need to just move away from that. There's nothing I can do but pray for (coughs) my family, pray for me. But to watch the news (coughs) anymore and to see what's happening. Some of the news is like... Yeah. we
0: pretty much found that once a week is about all you need. And that's about all you can that's take That's even anymore, too much. You know? you know,
3: that's right. And I just find myself like, it's like a magnet. I want to know. And I think it's only because then I get so frustrated. And I said, well, Jill, do you want to be in this frustrated state all the time? No. <laughs> or do you want to be in God's So love? There's so much <laughs> garbage on the news. A lot of it we off. don't
1: need to know. There's nothing we can do that's about right. it. And they do this, yeah. these Stories that just want to drag you down.
3: That's true.
1: I so. basically go on the MSN homepage on my laptop, and I get a lot of my news off of there. And we occasionally turn on the TV, I... the news, <laughs> but we only watch watch it now and then in small portions. Yeah. We don't watch the one and a half hours of local news. We watch a, maybe a half hour. So Because what they do is they drag you down, and so we need true. to guard our yes. spirit man yes. and guard our souls from all that garbage yes, and just keep looking up what I want to get out of all this is is to reinforce that there are forces that come against us in prayer Mm -hmm. and we have to stand fast and we have to understand uh, the limits on the power of Satan he has no real power of his own he only gets access through what we give him what we allow him He's the salesman that comes and tries to sell you a really bad bill of goods. And we just have to to rebuke him and shut him down and stand on the blessings of God and what he says. Now, this accuser is Satan and he continually accuses us to our Father, to others, and to us directly. Satan will try to take you down and he won't stop trying. We must answer these accusations with prayer and declarations every day and in every situation where Satan tries to cause doubt and trouble. There are different kinds of prayer. The prayer of faith is prayed and declared once then stood upon. But spiritual warfare requires spiritual armor and prayers in the name of Jesus and of pleading the blood and of declaring God's promises and they're done daily. Or frequently to combat the the devil the evil one so we need to go on the offense by declaring the word rather than talking about or agreeing with the problem anyone have anything further to say about that amen (laughs) amen (laughs) okay let's go to Romans 8 verses 25 through 27.
0: We hope for what we do, not see. With perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. And in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God.
1: Okay, now in the, let me read it in the NIV. There, there's a word or two I want to make sure we understand. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Now that's an active patience. Patience and perseverance. It's, it's active. It's not just sitting there passively, just, well, whatever happens. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. Now, um, weakness in the Greek is asthenia, A-S-T-H-E-N-E-I-A, and the meaning is inability to produce results, so it's helping us in our inability to produce results. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So he's, he's interceding in a heavenly prayer language there. And he, that's the Holy Spirit, who searches our hearts, knows the mind of the Spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. So let's uh, here again, asthenia, inability to produce results, lacking strength, frailty. Now in Romans 15.1, let's go to that quick. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Now in that verse, Paul uses the word uh, it's a different word for weakness. He uses the Greek word asthenema. No, I mispronounced it. asthenema. And that means a scruple of conscience an infirmity. such as those scruples which arise through weakness of faith. So you can't take the same definition for weakness in different verses. Paul uses different Greek words to uh, make it a little bit uh, more defined. Now the Holy Spirit dwelling in us knows our needs and petitions. He can pray the perfect prayer through us in our heavenly prayer language. That's commonly known as tongues, the gift of the Spirit, tongues, praying in tongues. It's a heavenly language that's given to you by the Holy Spirit when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And there are nine gifts that are given and uh, the Holy Spirit gives them as He feels you need them. He can pray the perfect prayer through us in our heavenly prayer language or he can advise us in how to pray and lead us to the appropriate scriptures to pray. We need to be sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit then actually follow through with his direction. Now, have you ever felt at a loss as to pray and then you pick up your Bible and you just open it up and there's the perfect scripture for your situation or your concern. That's the leading of the Holy Spirit. Pick up your Bible, flip it open, and he has the scripture you need right there. Sometimes you may just turn on the television to Christian programming or maybe some other program. But if you turn it on to Christian programming, the preacher happens to be preaching on your area of concern. There again, that's the synchronization of the Holy Spirit and meeting the needs of His people. He lines people up to talk to you, to teach you, to preach you, and He lines it up time-wise to, to be taught or spoken at the time that you need it, the specific time. That's the Holy Spirit working in your life. It's not a coincidence it's a pur- purposeful leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay, Luke 18, verse 1. <clears throat> okay. And I'll just read this. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable the unjust judge, and the persistent widow. To show them that they should always pray and not give up. And then flow down to verses 7 and 8. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly however when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth so my comment here is continue to pray do not give up our God is a God of love and he is a God of justice we don't always see justice served the way we want it or in the timing that we desire but God will judge and he will mete out justice so I think we're probably at the end of our time here yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to leave that on a good note. We need to steadfast. There's a lot that comes against us in the physical and the spiritual realms. But we have tools to build our faith and to be patient and and, uh, perseverant and strong to combat whatever comes against us. And if we don't know at the time what we need to do, we need to ask God to help us to lead us, guide us, direct us, give us his understanding, his wisdom, and then follow through with, with his leading. And he works in us through the Holy Spirit that dwells in us when we're born again. When you're bapt- And then if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is different from becoming born again, when you're baptized in the Spirit, he will start to pour out the gifts of the Spirit on you, and you can use your heavenly prayer language, when you don't know what to pray you just pray in your heavenly prayer language and the holy spirit in you will pray the perfect prayer to god it's god talking to god because it's a trinity father son and holy spirit so when the holy spirit prays in you and through you he is praying his godly divine perfect prayer to god himself
0: See, I do know that there are people that have the gift of prayer. I'm not one of them. You know, praying publicly in front of other people and stuff like that, I just don't have that ability. But I've met a number of people. Jill's one of them, Uh, Judy Wright. I've met a number of people in my life that are just really good at prayer. You know, and I wish I was like that, but I'm not. But you're learning. But I do find that when you're when you don't know what to pray that you know the gift of tongues can be very useful to someone who's not good at doing prayer you know because you don't know what you're praying you don't know what you're saying but your heart's in the right place
1: yeah it takes yourself out of it it takes your flesh out of the prayer and it's a divine prayer and that makes all the difference And you don't know what you're praying. It's a mystery. You may know some of the words. You may get an understanding. You can ask God for an understanding of what you're praying. But it takes your flesh out of the equation and makes it all the spiritual realm, the divine realm, God praying to God. And things will happen through doing that. And um, it takes the pressure off. It takes everyone, the pressure off of you to know of, how to pray. Tongues,
0: yeah. But every one of us, we know from the Bible that it's told us that all of us have gifts of the Spirit. All of us. When you accept Christ into your life you know you're assured that you have gifts of the Spirit of some kind or another. And part of the joy is trying to find out what it is. Okay, any other
2: comments? And we'll wrap up.
1: Okay. Do you want to
3: End it, uh, closing prayer today. Let me cut this off. (laughs)